everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night, time for a Street Fight. We're glad you're here. Once again, Brian and I will go toe-to-toe with what's happening in the world today, like we have for a very long time now. So thank you to everyone that shows up. We're now live streaming this. We've been doing it for a long time now, but you can watch on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, feel free to, to check us out on Twitch where you can get some bonus emojis for the chat and other subscription options. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we're here to do it once again. Thanks to all the friends that show up and support what we do. Uh, the Patreon is going well. We've got lots of content on the way. We just recorded a, a really good episode uh, for the video stuff. And uh, right now, we are still taking pre-orders. That's the, the biggest thing. This Friday is the last day to t- for pre-orders on the Wavy collaboration. Uh, Street Fight, custom masks, long sleeves and t- long sleeve t-shirts, regular ass t-shirts. Check it out at store.streetfightradio.com if you want to get in that. Uh, we're donating money to the Greater Columbus Arts Council as well. So, we're here. How's it going, Brian? I'm, I'm gonna, okay. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get myself a big-ass dab, courtesy of uh, Al Gore Glass there Hi. on uh, Instagram. This amazing fucking rig. I had my uh, six-month evaluation to see how my uh, therapy's going, and I am glad to say that my anxiety is down quite a bit according to my own answers that's good news uh my depression is up quite a bit according to my answers which i thought were real measured so that's a little weird but i think i'll be okay you know i I was telling brett uh i see the light at the end of the tunnel i think and uh it's just gonna take a little bit more work from me and and you know that's that's great. That makes me feel real good. I, I just, I have been working very hard on myself and, uh, you know, just a sad guy. I can't help it. Uh, well, you got to confront it. I mean, so much of, uh, like I've been listening to a lot of the old, uh, hard rock radio stuff, breaking, ben- break, breaking Benjamin cross crossfade, cold, disturbed, um, blurry, like I, I'm love listening to all those fucking Blurry's songs, tight. but it's all, I mean, the theme all revolves around like suffering alone, like being all by yourself or, you know, like just being sad and not being, not handling it, not being able, just taking it on as like something that you have, you know, that that's there forever, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, like the, the, I mean, Brett knows me very well and has spent long weeks with me on the road and shit and the for the anxiety to go down it's like not you're you're not it's there's no way i wasn't going to be depressed when it went down because i was in an emergency 24 hours a day seven days a week that's yeah and that's also another thing to avoid the sadness i mean it's the same way which i'm guilty of this which is working like if, if I'm depressed or if I feel bad or I, I don't want to have an emotional feeling or conversation, I can just throw myself in my work and be like, ah, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't do it. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And that just 
lets me avoid, you know, the, the thing that I don't want to confront. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm learning a lot about myself that like only somebody that doesn't know you can maybe tell you and have you digest. Yeah. That's you know, and, and, and like part of it. there's a thing about like when you know people for very long periods of time and, uh, you, it's kind of like when, when you have a, 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 I don't know, a teen or, or like a, a, it's like when you don't notice that a kid is growing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I think that like, I, I think that people did, I didn't know what was making me feel bad about myself. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And, uh, he seems to have zeroed in on, I mean, it's, it's self-esteem stuff is all it is. It's just, and, and it's like, that's why I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, uh, I, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there, uh, that could probably benefit from hearing something like this, but like, I'm harder on myself than I am other people very much by a lot. Like other people, I will do anything to make them happy even if it's at the expense of who I am and uh-huh. like, it makes me feel like a bad person and nobody's going to, nobody that knows me is going to say that about me because like they have preconceived that we all have like preconceived notions of who each person is. Yeah. So you don't see like a change in somebody from the outside. So like, you know, it even makes you feel very weird to say like, uh, uh it makes you feel like <laughs> the doctor is saying you're too nice which is not what he's saying, but he is saying like, you're very considerate of everybody's feelings and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and you, you fucking for yourself, you're like, well, it's okay. Yeah. My feeling it's okay. You know? And I just, I'm trying, man. I, I spend every time I have these negative thoughts about myself. Now I at least like talk, talk myself through them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, uh, if you're out there just if you're out there and you're having problems with this because i know this year is an incredibly tough year especially when you can't socialize much especially if you're like immunocompromised and you can't really go out and i'm not saying like go out like to a bar i'm saying like even just be outside and shit like that uh uh you you have to like there i there's a happy medium right where it's like you do you should be concerned about everybody's feelings, right? Like I, I really feel that. Yeah. Way. And I, I don't mean like just everybody in my life. I mean, fucking everybody. I care so much that when people are unhappy and I take that and I, I take it to mean that I'm the reason that they're unhappy. And, uh, that's not good for you. No. Don't think that. <laughs> no, don't, no. don't ever think that. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, you're probably not, you know, you, you, you treat yourself like the main character yeah. in life. And a lot of times that leads you to think like, oh, I'm <laughs> like, I'm the, I'm the one that made everybody yeah. unhappy. I made COVID. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'm in charge of the situation. Yeah. Which I'm not. So I'm feeling better. Uh, I know, you know, I kind of, I kind of say this stuff every now and then I just bring it up, but I think I'm getting there. That's good. And, uh, I, you know, I wish everybody had access to, to this sort of thing, you know, um, weird day today. Uh, Joe Biden played Despacito on stage and, uh, 
That was fucking weird, right? I don't know where that came from. Weird guy. He was talking to... It, yeah. It, it was talking to Latinx people, I think. Yes. Right? But what... You got to go out there and... I would go out there and do some fake Spanish. You know what he listens to? He should have just gone out there and been like, have you guys heard Bad Bad Leroy Brown? Yeah. That's like yeah. my jam. <laughs> like, I bet. They make it seem, I think it's a really funny thing that happens now with politicians and the president. They have to act like they're into current pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> like back in, I was talking to this, talking about this to my wife, like back in the day, dude, like people like my dad, maybe not my dad, probably closer to like your dad would, would like the Simpsons would come on. And they'd be like, I ain't watching this goddamn kid's cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Batman comes on and they're like, oh, I'm Batman. What? This is this is for children. And now everybody's just into the same things. Yeah, you know? they're expected to know everything, which is stupid. And yeah. Not, not relevant or authentic. Yeah. But, um, but like, why does Joe Biden have to listen to Drake? Like, why does he have to be familiar with, with stuff like that, you know? Well, that's what's infuriating about this stuff. It's like, this is what it comes down to. It's better than saying, like, hey, oh, you know, I was listening to a pal of mine, Justin Bieber. You yes. Know, he had this great crossover hit. Instead, he just went out there and straight up said, like, I've heard this song before. Like, I, I know what you people love. I've heard this song, man. I really want the people that are supposed to be the real adults to be like real adults. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want them to try to keep up with the teens. No, know? I don't do that. No, nah. <laughs> I have one in the house. I feel like, but no, I don't like, uh, uh I don't try to say that I sure. know exactly what's current right, at all right. times. You know what I mean? Cause right. I don't, I fucking listen typo negative. Uh, so like I, I'm not. I don't try to keep up with that stuff. And realistically, Joe Biden doesn't try to keep up with that stuff either. Yeah, he is being told by a person in the back, "You got to play Despacito, my dude." Yeah, yeah. So like, you know what would be crazy, man? If you just went out there and played Despacito, like everybody would be like, "Holy shit!" It was also Could really you, like, why not just play it? You're in, this is your event. Why wouldn't you just have it queued up on the loudspeaker so people could get some dancing in? One, I agree with that, and two. Like, there was something that made me nervous about him messing with his phone that was just like, oh, I don't think this guy knows how to work a phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he got it. He he played it. That's all that's required. It just seemed like he was like, oh, I don't know the music. You know what I mean? Like, he was just, I don't know. I, probably somebody put an icon on the uh, desktop so he could just, boom, he's got a Windows phone. He, yeah. he used his jitterbug <laughs> and it just had an icon to play Despacito and he just had to press a button, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, politics are crazy right now. Well, the, the debate is coming up at the end of the month and uh, we're not going to do a live stream of it because everybody else is going to do that, but we are going to set up a TV in the backyard and have a Kentucky Derby-like party. Yeah, we'll do drinks or something. <laughs> yeah, us and our well, friends. Yeah, you know what? We haven't got to talk about. I mean, we didn't. We don't. Haven't done a lot of coverage of it. But um, I was thinking about it based on a conversation on Sunday and that person that asked. And that there are people in my life that don't know the Joe Biden gaffes. No, There's they're not even hearing it. Right. Like I. Like I. I've had it recently where I've said like Joe Biden is like a madman. And they're like, what do you mean? He's no Trump. And I'm like, he's the same as Trump to me. And then I show him like the leg hair video and they're like, 
he fucking did this? I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. He talked about the, the kids touching his fucking leg hairs. Yeah, that and is roaches weird. And that's learning about roaches. Corn pop. He, he, I showed him the nine to 10 years thing and they had no fucking clue about any of that. Who shit. were they? Your uh, like friends, friends of ours. Yeah. The, the, I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. But, Cause they're not on dunking on that shit online all day. They, they don't just, know they go the to Trump. fucking work. And then, you know, I don't think they know the Trump stuff very well either though. I, I don't think this election is, is. I, I just think it's like an online phenomenon because of COVID. I I, but the Trump highlights are more likely to get passed around, though, Funnier. in those circles. Well, that, I think, is also like a, a course correction from back in 2016 when people were kind of trying to back in 2016 when people were kind of uh, nicer to Trump. When sure. they had him come out and dance like yeah. Drake on SNL yeah. and stuff like that, Jimmy Fallon rubbed his head. I think they did do like a course correct where now it's like, we're going to make fun of this yeah, guy. Yeah, this guy this sucks. Is the guy we have gonna... to say no. Yeah. We have to fuck. Yeah. And that's my hope, at least. I, maybe, I'm, uh, maybe I am oversimplifying something or I don't, I don't really fucking know, but uh, uh, that's what it feels like. To, I feel like Biden's going to win. You know, especially after talking on the show the other day with you, even just talking it through, I just I kind of feel like he's going to win. And, you know, in the end, I don't know. I I, I think he's going to stop some of the bad stuff, which is that's he, it. He that's all we can do. He's not going to actively root on like the militias. No. But he's going to make the cops to take the work on instead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think for me, it's what it's just like. The fact that we can't get like a surefire win against Trump, it's just like we have way more things to figure out. Like we just have to start. It's just frustrating because there's no there is n there's no reason that this should be like a, a, like a hard fought battle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it is. I, I really feel like your point about the buy Don signs. And then I started, you know, kind of counting those as I was out walking around. And in my neighborhood, there's only a few Trump signs and they don't. But. I think the issue with that is that they pop up next to houses like the houses all around them will have like Black Lives Matter signs and stuff like that. And I think it's like they even just get the Trump signs because they're like, I'm surrounded by these goddamn libs, you know. Yeah. But I, I also think that happens the other way, too. When somebody buys a Trump Pence sign, they inspire. the neighbors all grab Biden signs. Yeah, with this, it's uh. So there is a there's a house on my running path. I need to take a picture. They have a Biden Harris sign right next to a Back the Blue sign, just like two middle fingers up, right? Like right. I see that in uh uh UA a lot. Like I, I in in Upper Arlington, which is a touch more of a conservative. Well, it is a lot more conservative place. It's where rich people live. It's like where the OSU football coaches and shit like that live. So it is kind of a Trump country a little bit. And there is this sign in, uh, it, there is a sign there that, uh, I saw the other day, right? Um, oh, wait, this isn't it. I, I got a picture of it. I'm going to, I'm going to read this sign. This guy had it made his own homemade, uh, sign in his trunk, in his yard. And it is, it's something to behold. I just need, we got a vamp. For See, this is why it wasn't so hard on Biden for trying to play Despacito, because I feel like playing, playing with your phone in front of an audience is never it's going to be smooth. So this guy has a Trump, Trump signs in his yard and we love UAPD, Upper Arlington Police Department. Okay. Okay. So the, and 
I, I remember when graduation season was happening and their son was going to the Marines and they had a big Marine sign. I just remember this house. I walk by it almost every day. You know, well, I do walk by it every single day. And, uh, he, he had this sign made in his yard that says, we believe. So it's like, it's like the, uh, ones it's we like all know. Science. Why is life? Science is real. And, yeah. Love uh, cures all in God, family and science. Ooh, they don't believe in science. They said they did right on their front yard. I know. I know. I mean, you can believe in God and science. Like there are a lot of Christian scientists. That's that's not real science, though. What do you mean? Christian science. No, no, no. no I'm talking about there's scientists that <laughs> oh, do right, right, right. Okay. real shit that I are Christian. You meant the devotion Christian scientists is not no. related to science. No, no, no. no. But I, I, I just think like the Trump people, I mean, how can they make a claim that they believe in science? Really? I mean, yeah, they're just cut. They're, he's trying to make a narrow fucking lane for himself. Right. What? They don't believe in the virus. They don't believe in the ways to fix the virus. They don't believe in climate change. They right. don't believe in fucking. I mean, they, right. there's no science. I can't think of a science. They like medicine, I guess. They like uh, uh, more leader in your truck engine, more leaderage in your truck yeah, engine, more yeah. displacement. They like displacement. Yeah, they fucking love that, man. They love it when black smoke comes out of the back of a car. <laughs> yes. Fucking makes them nuts. They get crazy for it. Number two. All born and unborn lives matter. They add a little two words to the all lives matter yeah. thing just to let everybody know, you know? Uh, yeah, even we think globs of fucking goo are lives. That's what I call the small ones. Right. Gummy bears. Gummy. Yes. The gummy bears, gummy bears gummy are alive. Gummy bears' lives matter. Um, also, uh, what about like kids I'm thinking about having? Shouldn't their life matter? Shouldn't, shouldn't we have like make, make laws based on the kids I think I want to have? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the, you know, obviously the old joke about like, uh, uh, the crispy rag in the room. Do that, do those lives matter? You sure. know what I mean? Come is what I'm talking about. Uh, the next one in listening, not shouting. 100% false. That is the most unself-aware thing right. a Trump person could ever say. Never had a conversation with one where they didn't shout at me and not listen to me. Right, right. <laughs> and hard work and personal responsibility. All right, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, that's one they can get away with because you, you can't define that. But it, yeah. really, it really just means, you know, racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, if you're really just spreadsheets, that bad neighborhoods got that way because bad people live there. Yes. Yes. The next one is in love your neighbor as yourself. That's some Christian stuff. You know, they did. I believe yeah. in that, too. I think communists believe in that a lot more than Trump people. To I tell agree. You the truth. I don't think Trump people like their neighbors. No, you know? I don't think Trump people like anybody. I think it's that, a pretty like, isolated life where you're the king of everything. And it's kind of like what you were, it, 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 maybe it is also like related to what you were saying at the beginning where it's just you're in catastrophe mode all the time. Yeah. Like you are avoiding a sadness. So you every single day rev yourself up with like, how everybody else is like ruining the world or, you I know, mean, how the, the walls are falling down and like, you know, every, every single day, all these kids are these little precious white children are getting stolen from schools, you know? And, and, you know, like we used to do a joke back in when we did our very, very early version of, of the live show 
about how like a lot of these people fucking have a garage and they jump in their SUV in their garage, open the garage, go straight to work, leave work, drive through a drive through window, pick up their food and then drive home. Now it's they go home and just order the food. Yeah. Just have Uber Eats bring it. Yeah. Contactless. Yeah. I do that now, too. <laughs> um, in peaceful law and order. Only on one side. They just believe on one side. Yeah. You know, the police can't do not. Everything the police does is peace. When yeah. the police bop you over the head with a fucking stick, that's making peace, not right. being violent. Right. Everything they do is peace. And in forgiveness and kindness, another thing. I just, I Trump people don't not, believe in kindness no. at all. It's the least kind. I mean, I'll say this. Compassionate conservative back in the George W. Bush days was 100% bullshit, but at least it had like the sheen of kindness. This Trump shit doesn't have any of it, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, seriously. Yeah, there was like a we respectfully hate your lifestyle, you know, type thing. And now it's just constant screaming and caterwauling about uh, everybody else and how they live. It, it it drives me nuts the way that I see some of these people post like, we just wanted to be left alone and these Antifa are shoving their agenda down our throat. And it's like, no, this is a reaction to you, to, to being against us being anything besides straight white Christians. Yes. You know, like if somebody isn't living that fucking lifestyle, you throw them in jail. Yeah. You want them in jail. A hundred percent. It's so... Uh, it's such bullshit. So that's that's what Trump. I liked reading it because it's like that's what Trump people look in the, when they look in the they mirror. Do. That comes back I to them, these, and it's like I, nothing in it is true. I love these stupid leftists so much. They don't know their bad ways. We got to <laughs> Trump's got to annihilate him with a nuclear weapon, and I weep for him every day because I have such a big heart. Right. Yeah. I love the, uh, we have to annihilate them you have because to. that they hate everybody us, knows what you have to do. If someone slips up one time, you fucking kill them. Yep. So last week we, we did a classic radio thing where oh. we did a tease to a countdown, a wonderful countdown that we were doing from money Inc. The worst companies to work for in 2019. And, uh, we're going to get us the top 10 worst companies to work for last year so i assume they haven't gotten better yeah covid's gonna change this quite a bit yeah i saw uh chuck e cheese is on the ropes oh no i have chuck e cheese so we have a folder now for evergreen stuff and i have chuck e cheese training videos from when i worked at chuck e cheese <laughs> well we gotta get in that we can't if we, if, get up in that if we have time we can definitely get into that uh so let's let's recap the top the the bottom 10 is forever 21 Xerox, Charter Communications, The Children's Place, CompuCom, which, uh, uh, wait, no, Regal, Dillard's, LA Fitness, Steak and Shake, and Conduent are, are the top, the bottom nine. Uh, I did get a DM from somebody who, uh, uh, lives near Conduent and said, because Conduent, if you remember, has 85,000 employees. Yeah, that's a big, right? a big company. Yeah. Um, they messaged me and they were like, I know people that work there and I don't know what these people do. Like they, they it's just it's like, secret. it seems thing. like telemarketing is part of the job, but it's just like, nobody knows what conduit is. So, so let's go to number 10. The worst uh, companies to work for in 2019. Right. Number 10, Brett, this is so obvious. It just bites you right in the nose. 
Oh, no, we already did this. Family Dollar Stores. We're on nine. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last one we did last week. So number nine is a company called Alorica. Okay. A-L-O-R-I-C-A. Bearing the same 2.6 out of 5 score on Glassdoor as Steak and Shake, Conduent, and Family Dollar Stores is our next entry, Alorica. Its mission to create insanely great customer experiences. That's <laughs> insanely great. It's, it's fucking, you wouldn't believe it. Drives people mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they create great customer experiences. Might be worthy enough, but when it comes to staff experiences, seems to have fallen behind the pack. CEO Andy Lee might enjoy an approval rating of 45%. Admittedly, it's not great, but compare it to some of the other CEOs on our list, and you may understand the cheese-eating grin he's sporting on his profile page. But his staff aren't exactly dancing in the aisles when it comes to pay, progression opportunities, hours, overtime rates, or company culture. So this is is, what this is, is uh, salary where you're expected to work 60 hours a week and you can't get any overtime. Okay. And that's why people hate this. Yes. Obviously. I mean, I did just reading between the lines. Let's look and see. I'm going to Google Alorica. Alorica. Uh, the experience is everything at Alorica. We provide customer experience solutions that span the entire customer life cycle. Really? <laughs> what is this? They, they, they put a hat for you when you come back they have your favorite hat one of the bet one of the most well protected 100 virtual work at home solutions in the industry uh wait they do virtual work at home solutions too yeah it says the experience is everything at alorica we provide customer experience solutions that span the entire customer lifestyle and it's our job to be insanely great at it Okay. They love that word, man. They go, yeah. they're going off with insane. So they, they do email campaigns. They do customer relationship management. Miserable, probably. It's uh, from customer care to revenue generation, tech support to back office maintenance. Explore how Alorica is redefining the customer experience. Just figured out what this place is. It's I worked at a place uh, in two thousand one, like starting in two thousand no two thousand two. I worked at. No, 2001. Why am I doing this? I, I hate it when people get in that loop of like, oh, let me correct yeah. myself when nobody cares. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I worked at a place called Caltech and uh, it was just a call center with different areas. I did technical support for Bell South Communications okay. for their internet service. My mom also worked there. And she did customer service for Priceline.com. Okay. I also got a guy hired there who did customer service for CompuServe. And he incidentally got fired for looking at porno on his work computer. <laughs> it was yeah. embarrassing. It's harder, embarrassing. To, harder to see back then. You had to risk it all. <laughs> on a T1. You're on a T1. It's just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, don't, what are you going to do with that? You know, think about it later. Oh, spank bank. I get it. Um, so that's a Lorica. I think that's what they are. Yeah, that sounds like it. Um, you have Horrible a customer job. base. You just hand it over to them. Oh, no. This next one's going to hurt. This next one hurts, Brett. Speedway LLC. Really? I. Okay. Like, I know that working in a gas station isn't like the great, greatest job. And I also. But I also feel like I have looked at Speedway and I've seen what it says they're paying people on the signs. 
and that like i've always felt like like this is something i could do this this speedway feels like a thing that i could handle okay you know you do speedway three o'clock in the morning dude you know yeah who's right. coming in there nobody's coming in there you're just chilling you get robbed like once a year probably you think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The speedways and UDFs get hit up like crazy. Not my neighborhood. Yeah, not in your neighborhood. I guess you're right. Like I, we've had one robbery since I've lived there. Oh, at uh, uh, um, Alex. Uh, what's the place up there? Ollie's. Yeah, all the Claytonville UDFs got knocked off and a speedway. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I mean the UDF is a place. Yes, you know, that's a wild place to be. But uh, so speedway, I have to say though, like they are very far behind. Because Get Go is here, and we've been to Sheets, and we've been to Wawa, and we've seen, like, what a gas station can be. Speedway feels like I'm still, like, four foot, six inches tall, holding my mom's hand. Yeah. You know, looking for a fucking ice cream cone. It Like, it hasn't changed in forever. I'll tell you. When like, we're- how do you lose money by just buying stuff for a lower price and selling it for more, True. especially if you never spent any money on renovations, you know? Yeah. When I'm on, when we're on tour... I will not stop at a speedway. No, I mean I, no. it's not a set. It's not a thing I say out loud, and it's not something you and you have ever talked about. I will never stop at a speedway. I mean, the, what's the fucking point? You know, the one they by suck. my house had good gas, but it was always like there was always a line. The, not good, like cheap gas. There was not a, good gas. Not like the gas yeah. made your shit go better. Well, let me tell you about my mother-in-law and father-in-law. There was a gas station called Thornton's. Uh-huh. Where I grew up, and uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were like, "If you don't get your gas at Thornton's, you're screwing up because they have the best gas." Oh, really? Oh, they love that gas. They said it was definitely better gas than at Speedway or Shell. Wow! They were like, "It's that country gas." <laughs> <laughs> Thornton's gas is top of the line. I don't know Thornton's, where they even heard it. It was a bigger. It was more truck type stuff. Wasn't it bigger and, and more food service and stuff too? There were three Thorntons in yeah. the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah, like I used to around stop. the neighborhood I grew up in, Thorntons was good. Thorntons was the first place to put Subway in it. Getting drugs out there, and I would always stop at Thorntons instead of anywhere else. Yeah, Thorntons is tight. Thorntons was, and UDF is also very old looking and and kind of crummy, but milkshakes. They got yeah. ice cream and milkshakes, hand dipped fucking ice cream. Yeah. So that's what's nice, you know. And they have a fucking vegan blend now. Oh, in pints off the shelf. They also have they do sherbet freezes, which are my favorite drink. That is the most unhealthy thing you could eat. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking sherbet, and then they pour lemonade in it and oh, like fun. make a milkshake. I love it. <laughs> so I get orange sherbet with lemonade. Eighty as grams the of sugar. Oh, it probably. Yeah, it's just so like my- I've only got. I get them like once a year. I like rainbow sherbet a lot. Sherbet. <laughs> you don't say. I say sherbet till I die. Man. I say it's both. Sherbet forever. I go back and forth, but I'm a sherbet guy. Sherbet I've always been a big like, fan. <sighs> like I never sherbet. liked uh, Chinese food or Japanese like steakhouse stuff. I never liked any of that stuff growing up. Bad. But I know. I agree. I like it now. I get it sometimes now. Okay. Um. But I would go to the Japanese steakhouse, and I would just be sitting there the whole time, just. At the end of this, I'm going to get orange sherbet. <laughs> and that's what you were looking for? Oh, my orange God. Or- yeah, because I loved it. My parents wouldn't fucking buy it because, like, nobody else liked it. Nobody likes orange flavor. It I, fucking is mind-boggling to me. Nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm all citrus all the time. Thank you. I'm citrus over chocolate and vanilla. 
thank you. That's that's why we work together, yeah. dude. Because I fucking am more like my daughter. If I get the orange Gatorade, she's like, nobody likes orange. It just like fucking I like orange Tic Tacs. Yeah. She's like, nobody likes the orange Tic Tacs. And I'm like, fucking dude. And it is like the because it's like the generic. It's the worst popsicle flavor to a lot of people. Not me. I'll fucking eat five orange popsicles. But they do usually give you more orange popsicles sure. than filler. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, you know me, low self esteem. I was just like, give me the yeah, fucking we'll orange, baby. We'll take what no one wants. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, orange. I do. I'm a big orange fan. All they, all they give you for this is that uh, 34% said they'd be happy recommending the workplace to a friend. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, you're probably right about the robberies being like a big drawback yeah. to working at a gas station. But I always wanted to work at a gas station yeah. for years. Like before I was a cable guy, I, I think before call tech, before I worked at the tech support place, I wanted to work at a gas station because I always felt like it would be pretty easy. Like yeah. if you worked there at night and you were just kind of hanging around. My Speedway, man. Now I'm thinking about it. I had to, when I lived in forever ago uh, this was i used to get my cigarettes from there every day and they put like a little pizza oven back there and they had them motherfuckers selling lottery tickets ringing up gas money orders and, money orders and then they would have to go out back there and do like that subway you know that like the metal tray with the black handle like one of those toaster machines oh. and they had it stacked up i just saw it stacked up like next to a microwave post-it notes from the manager are covering everything like don't fucking leave this on it'll burn the building that you like you remember to clean this out like oh, just fucking haphazard everything like i don't want this from i don't want this from my from my fucking cashier yeah my put the food on rollers out there and i'll manage i know and and like they'll have like a new coffee and it, it'll be shockwave coffee that's just got double the caffeine and yeah. like that and but they're they're they need made to order there. Yes. Because that's the wave of the future, dude. It's finally reached the Midwest and it's going everywhere yeah. at this point. People are ready to eat at the gas station. I They're know. tired of going to the gas station and then going to McDonald's. They just want the McDonald's at the gas station. I mean, the get-go has impossible burgers at <laughs> oh it. Oh my God, really? Yeah, they got all kinds of fucking like vegetarian options and vegan options and they make cheeseburgers and they make all kinds of shit. Every time I'm in there, I like want to walk over to that thing and just start ordering. Here's the deal though, much like UDF, because this is a big problem at UDF too. When you order food there, person behind the counter gets furious at you for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Come on. Nobody eats at a gas station. You know, they're just mad. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is CDK Go Global. I don't know what this is. They CDK Global? CDK Global. Computer hardware and software company, CDK Global, has an 8,500 plus staff base covering everything from sales reps to software engineers to implementation workers. While 62% of those employees would be happy enough to give CEO Brian Kurzanich their approval, who who are these 62% of people? Who gives their CEO approval? Uh, I think it's probably Glassdoor rankings. That's what I'm saying. Why? What? Why? You know, I hated that fucking company, but the CEO, he it's, had a great head on his shoulders. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody fucking, everything that you hated about working at that place starts with him. From the top down. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
So it says low wages, infrequent pay review, uh, infrequent pay Damn. reviews. Oh, reviews. And a lack of support from management are just some of the reasons why only 33% of the company's 10,000 plus staff. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> I read the next one. So that's for the next one. U.S. Security Associates. Oh, no. They're getting worse. Um, Yeah. Well, well I looked I've for CDK some- Global and it said people also search for Alorica. Oh no, <laughs> they're tied to because they probably get their tech support done through Alorica. Yeah, or just like all the dog shit companies, they must be competing with them. Yeah. See, it says uh, it's overworked, it- underpaid at CDK Global. Is that's the that's what people are pissed off about? Sure. But what can I, I like? I gotta say this because this is a f- old politics thing too, right? Where where like people hate Congress. Right. As a whole. But they like their congressperson. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a thing when they poll. It's always like, well, it's not my it's not my guy. Right. We have the right one. I like this one. And everybody thinks that. And what's really uh, jumping out to me while doing this is that a lot of companies are like, most of them like their CEO, but they think the company's pure dog shit. Right. Right. So the next one's U.S. Security Associates. Uh, it is low wages, infrequent pay reviews, and lack of support for management. Um, let me look here. Uh, let's see what they do. It, oh, oh no, that's uncomfortable. They have like a one. They're one of those security companies that try to be like they try to let you think it's the police or like the Department of Homeland Security. You see those cops all the time. Yeah. Around. Okay. The, the car that looks exactly like a cop car. But then when it, you're looking at it from the side, it says patrol. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it says they're a market leading, wholly owned American full service safety and security solutions provider. So that's what they do. Uh, they also pay for shit. I'm looking at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're a security company. Wonderful. that like. Uh, yeah, they have no room to move up. I'm looking at the Glassdoor reviews now. Uh, the so here's like the general consensus. Oh, come on. All right, well, I lost Glassdoor because Great. I gotta sign in. Hold on, that's I exactly what in. we needed. I love it. I fucking love how you have to sign into everything. All right, now please let me get back to what I was doing. Okay, so here's the general pros and cons for this place. Okay. Pros, easy job, decent pay, not much to do. Great. <laughs> that's in 35 of the reviews. That sounds fucking pretty cool. Yeah, that's that, that sounds, sounds like a plus. Nice gig. Uh easy work, not a lot of stress for non-managers in 34 reviews. Okay. But now we're at the cons. Low pay peers, low pay peers, low education, immoral, and poor character are some of the words that show. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of these people working here should be in jail. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Low pay, peers are low education, immoral, and poor character. There that's was, what it is. There was a guy I used to work with in Texas that was in a privatized prison, and he said that the guards were like paid so little that it was just they would – 
do anything for money. Like you could ask that you, if you gave them money and were like, get me this, they would do it because they were not paid enough to not do it. Yeah. We're making nine fifty an hour, right? making $9 an hour. And someone is like, I'll pay, you know, I'll, I'll pay a hundred dollars for an eighth of weed. It's like, okay, that's a great, that can do that. That's all day's <laughs> fucking work. A, pro- a profit, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, fine. And then in the next con, uh, the next words for the con are, uh, Low paying company hires officers with no experience, no call, no shows are excused, no races and uh, no raises and loose contracts often. So, okay. Well, no call, no no shows are excused. Yeah. So that means like you're just, you think you're fucked. You think you have a partner for that day and then you just like, oh, they didn't show up. You're like, fuck. Well, yeah. In 32 of the reviews, it says expect to be called in a lot to cover for other people because no one wants to be there. That's so bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to reluctant security. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. I'm not opposed to you getting a like a security guard job that you just get to sit at some place for fucking, <laughs> yeah, a, you know, that's secure. Yeah, I would love to be a low character, uh, uh, a low moral character um, security guy. That just sounds great. Chase off skateboarding kids and yeah i don't even think they do that dude i don't think they do anything i think they smoke cigarettes and eat burritos okay it is like sit there and they eat those cruddy frozen burritos and just smoke the cigarettes. bomb yeah the bomb they what's that what's the hamburger? speedway had the bomb oh no the hamburger the speedway hamburger the big ass hamburger. <laughs> big ass hamburger big ass yeah you can they let you use the microwave to heat it up and the last con they have here is lie about your pay no vacation pay Damn. Yeah, this place sounds like shit. That's why the people that are doing security are so mad all the time, I think. Yeah. I mean, it does sound like a pretty sweet gig if you're a guy like us, you know? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like good for... I I did have a... I actually now, I did have a friend that said he worked at a hotel for the most part. He had one serious situation, but he said for the most part, it was just trying to waste time. Yeah. Like trying to make it look like you were securing shit yeah you're know? walking around going like, like hmm looks secure you just point at stuff you're yeah like, yes yeah oh i did that lock that's a lock there no, nice lock no armed gunmen in this hallway <laughs> <laughs> well it was like that when we were in vegas we were in the hotel and we got kind of paranoid because or i did maybe you weren't there i don't i don't remember but they had uh security guards roaming the hallway Mm. on our floor and we got scared fucking shitless because we were like uh i don't like this at all yeah yeah uh number five oh this is a bad one and i know it genesis healthcare you do not want to work at genesis healthcare i see their cars around all the time they're p-test people oh no yeah uh, Pennsylvania-based healthcare so, service provider Genesis Healthcare may be helping hundreds of patients nationwide, but it's doing little to improve the fortunes of its 10,000-plus employees. Inflexible upper management, low morale, limited career opportunities, understaffing, and poor pay are just some of the many complaints levied at the company by its dissatisfied workforce. So, uh... Yeah, it sounds bad. It's, it's drug tests. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. gotta be a miserable fucking job to do drug tests, too. It's just... I, I cannot imagine. How can you be passionate about that? I Yeah. I mean, you're not helping maybe, anybody. Maybe they're saying, maybe they do convince themselves. That they're medical field. Yeah. And that they're keeping like drug users from gainful employment. I don't know what they're to be proud of. 
safety maybe they yeah. they're like oh you know we make safety this guy uh he's driven this cherry picker for 25 years uh he happens to bump it into somebody for the first time and now we find out he's been smoking marijuana the whole time yeah imagine all the accidents he could have got in had we known he was on marijuana that's true that's probably i mean i i try to figure out uh uh I, you're right, because you try to figure out what good you're doing for the world, right? A lot of times when you have a job. Yeah. One of the things you're you're trying to figure out is like what kind of good you do in the world. And when you're when you're working at Speedway, you sort of know kind of what you're doing. You know? Like when you when you work at Speedway, you're like, well, I might not be kind of I might not be doing I might not be doing something that's like super super uh uh great for the world but at least i'm helping people get their shockwave coffee and a, a taquito on the way to work you know right i mean you're you're you know you're serving a function you can just kind of deal with it it's like hey you know people like to buy shit people need to fill their cars i just facilitate that for sure so the next <clears throat> that was like you know for me doing sales was like I don't want to say like convincing people to buy your product when it fucking sucks. And that's what a lot of the uh, drug company, the, those drug test companies are too, is like, Hey, we need to bust all the people at your work. And it's like, why the, the job is fine. You know, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now yeah, I yeah. have a drug testing budget at my work. Yeah. That is bullshit, man. That's the money that goes into drug testing is just money thrown literally in the toilet. You know, it's a waste of time. Uh, the next job here, number four, Frontier Communications. Oh, yeah, that sounds bad. Uh, if you're considering jumping ship to the telecommunication provider Frontier Communications, think twice. Of its 10,000 plus employees, only 23% would recommend the company to a friend. That's really bad. <laughs> Uh, citing poor management, limited growth opportunities, frequent unnecessary changes, and a poor working culture is just some of the reasons why. CEO Dan McCarthy has to take some of the blame for the terrible reviews, especially when you consider the fact only 14% of Glassdoor users <laughs> approve of his leadership. Jesus, that is awful. <laughs> Hang it up. Yeah. This is why Demo there should be some sort of democratic ownership of the fucking workplace. This is I why agree. we need syndicalism. I agree. Let's Because if 80% of the fucking people don't like who's in charge, that person doesn't deserve the fucking job. Yeah, I think you should. You're totally right. Uh, if, if you're working at a place where only 14% of the people like you, uh, you should, they should be able to just take the company away from you, you know? Front oh fuck. Okay. Well, Ryan in the chat says Frontier sucks bad. Um the company he likes working with the least, and he has to deal with AT and T and Verizon on the regular. Oh, really? What I mean, I I'm looking at I'm looking at their glass door now. Uh we can look and see what their pros and cons are. Are are they just a phone company? Yeah. It says telecommunications. Is, is that anything? internet and shit? They're on a mission to provide technologies and service that help make people's lives easier. Not a simple matter in today's complex world. Uh, so I don't fuck can't tell telecommunications, I guess. Uh, let's look at their pros and cons. That's fun, right? Yeah. Oof. Okay. Here we go. Pros. Gotta be fair. You gotta do the pros. You, you know, you'd be tempted to just do the cons. 
You yeah. and this show. Yep. You got to do the fucking pros, man. Good pay, autonomy, and daily tasks. Good benefits for employees and family. That's in 96. That Those are the good ones, right? Here we go. Here we go. Cons. Inept upper management that takes huge bonuses even when lower employees get nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's work. Yeah. That's work. the breaking rocks business. <laughs> yep. Work-life balance is awful and there's no real training program. Oh, I got a perfect picture in my head of who Frontier is now. <laughs> 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 like uh, senior leadership is out of touch with what workers are going through. That is a sentence that is true of every job in the every big bureaucracy you know a lot of times we talk about small business tyrants and and me and you talk about the uh uh the tug of war between working in a big bureaucracy and a small business right and i think the worst part about working in a big bureaucracy is that the senior leadership is just having like champagne and gouda all day and like saying like make them sign out to go to the bathroom from now on yeah and then you're just yeah. dealing with new shit all the time. Yeah, getting dragged into those big company meetings where you're with hundreds of people in a room and they're like, gang, we did it. We broke the quarter three numbers. And they talk about like, you know, they're pausing, uh, you know, some, some fucking guy comes out and, you know, shakes his thumb at you and he's like, we're making a lot of improvements this year and it really shows and it's because of all the hard work you did. Yeah. And then you go back and they're like, well, we, we're not doing raises though. You yeah. Know? We gave, there's you, no more Christmas bonus. You got a Chris, you, you got a buffet for this meeting. You got a yeah. breakfast buffet at the, that's what they used to do at fucking inside. It was the worst fucking thing in the world. They would have a quarterly business meeting and they would put out all this, all this, uh, uh, pretty nice. You know, I got food poisoning from it once, but they put nice. out. A, yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> they put out a buffet. It's not nice, just pretty nice. Yeah. Well, they made me poisoning. finish the day too. I was like, it was on my next tell, like, hey, I'm puking and shitting all over the place. And they were like, yeah, can you just finish up? <laughs> hey, tighten it up, button it up. <laughs> it's it Friday. So, you know, you don't got to come in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go shit your brains out tomorrow. They also made you come in at, at, at 6.45 in the morning Fun. instead of 10 in the morning, which was when I was supposed to be there. So uh, it was it was just brutal, man. And it was those meetings that were horrible. And you're driving because I did. I came in at 10. I, I worked 10 to 6. So, I, you know, I'm getting a little bit of sleep in there. But they just one day every quarter. It's time to come in and eat shit. The uh, next things are all decisions made at senior management level and VPs. That's always bad. That's always bad. But that's another bureaucracy thing. That's another huge company thing. That's true. Uh, very unprofessional work environment yep. and tons of dirty sales tactics. Yeah, that's how you make money. <laughs> Guys, I, we I, watched that show. Uh, what was, what's that show? The Men Who Made America? Uh, the, me the Food That Made America. Yeah, The Food That Made America. It's this amazing show. We just did a bonus Patreon show where we watched it. and uh, We'll get you the audio of it, too. Like We're going to release the audio this time, too, right? Yeah, I think so. It's, um, it's fucking hilarious. And... But there's a lot of moments in it where they're like, ah, and then uh, the guy that made Coke, he had to burn all of the business records to, to start a new era of Coca-Cola. Right. You know, or like uh, Mr. Hines had to uh, do fraud against the bank to, to get ketchup to where it is today. And it's like, all right, well, I guess if, if, if it's if it's if it's business, then it's OK to be fucking devious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny that that show is really funny because it's like 
all of the bad shit that we talk about capitalism online all day and on this show and there's you know other shows that talk about it and it is like the most pro-capitalism thing in the world to the point where there's like things that you know are bad and you're like uh, and they're just framing it like ah, this is fucking great you know yeah Uh, all right brett number three i think could hurt your feelings a touch what number three i don't know if you shop here but uh, I, you, it just has Brett vibes okay. to the place. They closed the one here, Fresh oh. Market, the Fresh Market. I don't know that one. Oh, it was by Marks. Uh, it was like it. It looked kind of like Whole Foods. Okay, cheaper and Whole Foods. It wasn't. No, more expensive Whole Foods. Wow, yeah. way more expensive. Never been. Everything in there was six dollars. Or yeah. up, I think Fresh know. Time has got that now. Yeah, everything six dollars or up. Yeah, it's just I don't know where I'm going to be at when I can afford to go to Fresh Time. Right. Uh, the Fresh Market with a ranking of two point three out of five. The Fresh Market may be serving its customers' needs, but it's clearly not doing the same for its ten thousand plus employees. Its CEO Larry Apple has to take the brunt of the blame with only twenty seven percent. Okay. Oh. So it says meager pay, a poor work life balance, and limited career prospects are the reasons for this no mobility yeah and also like that sucks also when you see someone is like oh these apples these these, uh these apples five dollars a piece wonderful i love them it's this great i'll have a dozen of them so you watch somebody spend sixty dollars on apples and you got nothing going for you oh i know you're not getting shit you're like we could we could steal a little bit more money from these people and give it to us you know like what the fuck yeah. Spread it around, man. You're selling apples for $5 a piece. <laughs> we could steal some of this money from other people. Fucking yeah, selling dry-ass pastry, pastries for $13 for four. Fucking that hot foods bar at Whole Foods. People go in there and love it. They'll just pay $18 for, a st- for like a cardboard box full of fucking garbage food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Fresh Market was a place. If you had got to go there, you would have. It would have been sure. Brett Payne. But the, all kinds of you know hemp hearts and. Whatever. I used to go in there. Dried and buy hemp meat. hearts right by the register. I got a lot of my meat there. I okay. go there and get some steaks. And uh, the butcher actually knew about the meat, which was that's why I liked it there. Like he saw it before it was dead. No, I'm saying that like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that like when you go to Kroger. Butcher shop. I just went yeah. to get. I went to get deli meats today. Right? Okay. I wanted some hot capicol gabagool. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. I wanted some hot gabagool, and I asked for it, and a woman was like having a hard time like getting what I was saying. So I pointed to it, and she was like, "Is this it?" And I'm like, "That's the stuff." And she went over to slice it, and she sliced it super thick. Like, and she was like, "Is this okay?" And I was like, "A little bit thinner." She just sliced the rest of them that thick and handed them to me. And then I went home and I made my sandwich and every bite just pulled a whole piece of Capicola right off the fucking sandwich. It was horrible. It was like eating beef jerky sandwich. It was one of the worst fucking sandwiches I ever had. So yeah, that's not going to make. Yeah. That's uh, when you got to bite into the sandwich and then just grind your teeth back and yes, forth. Yes. So that's what you're bite. doing. Yeah. You're like, I wish I had fucking vampire teeth over here. You know, I wish, um, I, I, wish I had some vamps. Yeah, that is fun. That is like, I hate those altercations. Like, I, I think that there are people that care. There are people that genuinely care, and but the, the job doesn't pay enough to, to no. make you want to do it. Or they don't it, teach you. But just to have somebody like this one, 
This one, th- you're just sitting there like, <sighs> you don't even know what you sell. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. know what any of this is. Like, this seems like the first time that, I guess, is the first time you've done this. I don't know. Yeah. What is happening right now? Well, it's like that in the butcher, in the meat department at the grocery store, you just have to, like, understand that, like, people used to be butchers. They would get the whole animal and yeah. they would put it all together. And these guys are just, like, going back into the butcher place and they're taking steaks and wrapping them in the wrapping them in the thing and yeah. they're just like a, a the trainer is like this is sirloin this is this this yeah. is this and that's like that's there's the no, extent of the knowledge there's yeah. no connection to their job at all that's yeah. all been taken out and they don't like they don't have like a, a even like a video course or anything like that they don't give you stuff to learn about it and it's because they don't want to make it they don't want butcher to be a trade no. You know what I mean? They just don't want that. Because when the butcher's a trade, the meat is more expensive and the butcher is getting paid more because it's that is not an easy job if right. you, if you're doing it like the right way. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh they're opening a vegan butcher shop in my neighborhood. They got two coming, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, one in Clintonville too. Oh yeah, I was gonna tell you, you gotta come over. We do some vegan butcher shop I'm shit. There's one where the empanada place was. Where at? There was an empanada place in my neighborhood. Uh, what road? Uh, it's by Kroger. It's across the street from the Kroger. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so for uh, uh, Fresh Market, they got a good employee discount during the quarantine. Okay. They get 20 to 30% during holidays. I mean, on what though? Like on- really expensive food. I mean, the 20, 30% of get it down to the prices you're playing at like a regular grocery store. I went to our local fruit fruit grocery store and was looking and there was like salmon was $40 a pound. And I was just like, damn, imagine buying that. <laughs> wow. That would be insane. <laughs> like how much it costs to feed. Some- I don't know. I guess. Yeah. So the cons for this place are constant new upper management. Wow, that's a tough that's one. That's not good. That I o- sucks. I only worked there for a year and a half, but we had at least four different store managers. That's really, that's a tough one. That's awful. That is a tough one. Because three of them were probably dicks. And every you know? day is just like crisis mode and there's no permanence at all. Nope. Like you're just like, we have to implement, we have to implement Robert's new standards of, you know, the store now. Yep. And then all of a sudden, everyone thinks Robert's an asshole. He's ruining. He's running all over people. It's months of hell. Then they kick Robert out the door. You're like, oh, fuck. Robert's gone. We got Janet now. now, We got to work to Janet. Now uh, Janet uh, is going to run roughshod on us. And you have to call her Mrs. Janet. Right, right. And uh, (laughs) she's going to shape up this joint. She said you can't. She said that walking to break uh, doesn't uh, add any extra time to it. She says if she catches you looking at your phone, she's going to dock your pay. Yes. <laughs> uh, department managers not held accountable for performance. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. You know, I don't care about holding people accountable. And my, well, well, they're managers, though. So yeah, people you got to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True, true, true. I mean, I think if you're running a business, it should be, like, accountable. This is in 43 business. reviews for this place. This next one. Okay. Upper management has no training on how to handle workplace assault or harassment. Wow, that's terrible. That's the really bad company. Blue Apron that's shit. as bad as it gets. And unreal, unreal. How many assaults are happening at your fucking job site? That, I mean, you know, and this is not, 
this is as frou-frou as it gets. This is yeah, that's like true. rich people grocery store. Maybe uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Anti-vaxxers I mean, going nuts. If they're not paying any money, though, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, like, if you don't pay people to give a shit and your manager's always changing and you fucking, you know, you do, you don't have any training and, right. and shit like that. Things can get a little fucking it, crazy. When I were, I got robbed by a coworker when I worked at McDonald's. Right. You know, <laughs> but you're, but it also does go back to that thing is like, it's so inefficient, but they're selling an apple for $5. So it's like the money comes in. So the business can thrive, but they have no idea. It's so it's, it's horribly run. It's inefficient. They don't have people that care about what they're doing and it's a piece of shit business, but because they're ripping off, that rich upper people. crust, yeah, yeah, because rich people get excited. I'm, I'm so glad they closed now, especially after reading this. I'm so glad they closed the fresh market and they're putting in a, a Asian food court and, a, um, like grocery store. That's yeah, that's a that's a come up, it's an upgrade. Yeah, because I went to we went to that Japanese place out in Chicago, that mall. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, what's Chicago? And, I don't uh, remember the name of it, but it yeah. was a big mall. It was they said it's the biggest one in the country. Uh it was fucking incredible. It was just a bunch of stuff I never see. And yeah. I'm very excited to go to this place. Yeah, it was cool. Then they did have that food court with like all the different so many amazing yeah. things that They're, were fried and, and new ingredients I've never seen before. Eel. Yeah. And yep. Squid and stuff. I'm gonna go there and eat all that stuff. Daikon everything. Because my my wife thinks it's wild. I don't hardly eat any seafood. Uh-huh. But I eat clams okay. and tuna. Okay. But not tuna shredded tuna in the pack. I'll never eat that. Tuna steak. Tuna steak. Yeah. I like a tuna steak and I love all oysters. Eat- oysters and clams and That's shit. That's so weird. I know. I don't fucking know why. I fucking go nuts for those things. I go to a raw bar and just go off, not touch one shrimp. Wow. I will never eat a shrimp. Unexpected. Disgusting shrimp. You know, salmon, get out of my life. Give me some fucking rocks that I have to pry open and yeah. suck out. You yeah, know? Yeah. What's uh, that sauce? Number two, United Biosource. What's that? Uh, uh, uh it may be one of the leaders in pharmaceutical support services, but its dedication to global product safety, brand loyalty, and patient access strategies clearly doesn't extend to fostering a healthy work-life balance, fair pay, career stability, or supportive management system. Yeah, that sounds like hell. I got the pros and cons here. Uh, I guess they say they got flexible work from home options and it's close. To, oh, this is not a, this is a close to a lot of great places to eat. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. <laughs> Nothing to do with the job. <laughs> I mean, there's a great, great hang. It's great spots to get lunch around here. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Here's some cons. Senior management does not have a clue. And this is their compiling these from multiple right. reviews right yeah so a lot of people wrote senior management does not have a clue into that uh if guys work there they are usually higher up supervisors or upper management seen that we know that that's true it's like when when dudes are teachers a lot of times they'll make them principals oh yeah and shit like that what is this for this is for united biosource they're a pharmaceutical uh that place where, you know, my mother-in-law worked at a pharmaceutical, at Merck, the pharmaceutical company. They ended up closing it. But uh, 
it was, it was like mostly women. It was like, like it was a lot of women worked there. Hmm. It was more, I, I guess they called it women's work. I mean, it was, I think they call it like pink collar or something uh-huh. where it's like almost blue collar and almost white collar. And, uh, just like counting pills and putting them in bottles and shit. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just nothing. Yeah. Sorting tasks. It says you need to protect your own work life balance as everyone here is super passionate about the work. Okay. Okay. Working long hours, including massive overtime with no appreciation given and high turnover in certain business units. So that's United Biosource. Sounds like a really shitty place to work. And number one is Union Pacific Railroad. Wow. Yeah. That's from the old days. That's who did it, man. They won. They're the worst company to work for, which, again, driving a train sounds badass. Yeah. Sounds like a great job. Uh, yeah, definitely a great way to see the country. Shoveling coal. And um, that, maybe it's the coal shoveling. I'm, I'm sure they have to do that still, right? Yeah, they still have to throw that in a... Don't they throw that in a big car? I don't sure know if they, they do don't do that. that. I'm sure they don't shovel the coal. Oh, into the, into the fire? Into no, the fire no, no, to no. get it going? Come on, let's get this... I mean, no, I, would, I was thinking all that shale boats that were in Pittsburgh when we went. I, but no, the, the railroad, I don't know if that's still fired by greasy guys in overalls. Yeah. So the review, uh, let's just look at the pros and cons uh, rather than read that whole thing. Uh, great pay and benefits for working families. Good pay. They all say good pay and great benefits for the pros. Let's look at these cons, baby. Work-life balance is not that great, which I imagine is for the people driving them. Fucking yeah, train. you're gone for yeah. like this thing is slow. Yeah. I drove next to a train yesterday. My, I live right next to the tracks. I was going 45 and going faster than that. And I was like imagining... I was just, my mind was blown thinking of driving to like Chicago going 40 miles an hour. Can they go fast? How fast probably do they can go? Probably can the city. I think when they probably get to open it up when they're out in like BFE. Yeah, yeah. But I think through the city, because they're right next to like a famous pizza place, they, they couldn't knock that out. I'm looking up how fast Garfield, is a freight train. What's that chicken place that's over there? Have you had that chicken place that's on Sinclair? <laughs> no. They have real aggressive advertising, like... I don't know. It looks. It sounds good. Really aggressive advertising. Yeah, they put signs out there that like no one beats our fucking fried chicken. That kind of stuff, you know. So it says like stop, I, like slam on the brakes and try this fucking fried chicken. Okay, okay. It says here for a freight train, uh, a class nine, which is the fastest that you can get in the country, two hundred twenty miles per hour. Baby, I like that. That's Formula One style. Class eight is class eight is one sixty. And it, you get to rent, you get to go that fucking fast. <laughs> it probably fucking rules too. Yeah, rules. I want to take I, a train trip so bad. I wish it wasn't COVID because I don't want to be stuck in a fucking train. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with trains though, man. They are the worst transportation. Really? Yeah. I mean, what if you get one? It's like a cruise. No. Yes. Anymore? Yeah, they, it's like they, a fucking they, they have cruise. Casinos on them. I think they do. Do they have a, an observation deck with like a pool and a slide? And I don't shit? think they got that. They don't have endless buffet. They do have food, though. I don't know what it is. Ugh. I've never been on a cruise, though, man. And yeah. I think being on a train 
sounds fucking great, man. You get your like home little room area. You're fucking looking out the window. You're seeing the cows and shit. Smoking unfiltered cigarettes. Yeah, it sounds fucking <laughs> stabbing, magnificent. Stab, stabbing them out halfway through and then getting frustrated and lighting another one. Yeah, I don't think you're probably definitely there's no outside to go smoke. I'm 100% yeah, yeah. positive of that. Yeah. Work-life um, balance is not great. The company expects pl- employees to be on call 24-7, 365 days a year. No. That's brutal. Hell no. I've been on call before, and it's the worst feeling in the entire Hell world. No. Uh, long Sorry. hours, don't care about employees. And believe me, the, this is from 79 reviews, Brett. And believe me, the railroad management tests for rules violations all the time. <laughs> So they're like, they're fucking coming around, seeing if I'm violating yeah. shit. They check on us too much. Yeah. They care too much about how it gets done. And it says, be prepared to be furloughed for months at a time. No good. So that's it, man. That's the top 20. Uh, I'd still want to get on a train. You know, I'd love to take a train to California, I think. Okay. I mean, a luxury train. Sure. Do we have a, is there a luxury cha- train? I think it's like, man, you could fly to Europe for that amount of money. Okay. But I can't fly to Europe because I, I can't uh, get my passport under ha- hand. That's true. You know, <laughs> too lazy. <laughs> okay. I'm looking. I, the name of the place is called Kickin' Chicken. Kickin' Chicken. Okay. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Uh, so yeah, they have luxury trains here. Okay, you, you get a private rail car. Okay, and that sounds pro- oh, and it looks very nice. How it looks uh, oh, you know they're not gonna tell you the fucking price, man. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. They look cool though. America's trains. So it probably is expensive. I will say that, but uh, I think it could be I fun. Would- I mean, I would love to get dinner where they have one of those silver platters that covers your plate and they like surprise you. You know, you don't know what it is. That's fun. Train share. Check this out, dude. Those who have a train share and use a private car have the opportunity to choose the destination and routes. You also become a member of the train share association, which gives owners more benefits such as train rail and travel related items at discounted prices and owners newsletter, complimentary beverages of all kinds and special predetermined preferences such as activities and menus. They appified train travel. (laughs) They did. They did. That's what it looks like. Train for the next 72 hours and get to fucking Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do this, dude. I got to get on a fucking train, yeah, man, and just fucking go lifestyle. nuts, dude. No, it's just you see the country, man. You get to see some shit. Oh, no. Okay. Well, uh, it says, how much does it cost? Okay. Uh, Grand Suite. Uh, $7,087. For how much? Uh, initial journeys will be seven day trips across the U.S. from Texas to New Orleans. That's. An- Whoa. I mean, we can. I mean, that's not a long drive. I told you 40 miles an hour, dog. <laughs> Featuring layovers in Fort Worth, San Antonio, Houston, and New Orleans. That's the seven fucking thousand dollars to go from. <laughs> to see Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> Horrible, crummy fucking trip, man. Uh, well, that's a grand suite. Is it grand with an E at the end or something? No. Let's do. For this last little bit of the show, something we teased last week, we're going to do Dear Abby. Oh, okay. You ready to do Dear Abby? Yeah. Who's Dear Abby? 
uh, what is her name? Abigail. Well, first of all, this is Dear Abby's daughter. Oh, Dear Abby passed it on to her. Oh, that's when weird. I was. It was a different Dear Abby when I was a little kid. Okay. You know, I read Dear Abby every fucking day from the time I was like nine until I stopped having newspapers. Mm. I would get the subscription to the newspaper to hear Dear Abby to read it. Yeah, and the funny papers. Yeah, and the accent section. Um, that was the big and the weekender. Yeah. <laughs> Go circle all the movies I want to see. You were a paper kid? I love the news. Is that bad? Slap the paper. I love the newspaper, man. Stiffen it up. I mean, I love the accent section, which was all like, you know, entertainment news and goofy stories and shit. You yeah. know, that Price was my life. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do uh, Dear Abby here. Let's see her maybe give some, I don't know what kind of advice she's given these days. Uh, Eating ass stuff. No, she doesn't do that. She's terrible. Uh, uh, dear Abby, my 32 year old son, Jerry wanted to propose to his girlfriend, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> fucking Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> no, it's you Jerry. old bastard. <laughs> We're going to Jerry's bachelor party. We yeah. 32 years old. Jerry got his fucking keg, man. Yes. <laughs> Jerry, that Jerry. <laughs> So Jerry wanted to propose to his girlfriend, but didn't have the money for a ring Smart. story as old as time. I don't have a ring either uh, and never probably will. I can't imagine when I will would ever. now that I've been married for fucking 10 years. It's kind of like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. You know, yeah. I'd rather do the honeymoon thing. You know what I mean? You want to redo your vows? You got to do the redo your vows. That's the that's no, the this is from TV. That's yeah, just a TV, TV thing people do. Yeah, I want to live like I, I live in TV. <laughs> I don't think renewing your vows is a thing. It is, and everybody's so cynical about it. They're like, these fuckers are just trying to get extra gifts. Trying to do a party and get gifts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, I don't want to do that. But I Shut would, up. You wanted something to do anyways. I would like to say, like, hey, you know, we didn't get to do a honeymoon because we're broke as fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't working at the time, and, a bunch, and we had a you know two-year-old kid or whatever. Uh, uh, let's, um, let's do the honeymoon. Let's, let's go to fucking Atlantis, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe one of the more, you know, risque. Wow. Resorts. But that's a, what a honeymoon is. Listen, like a what, I know a I say resort? I'm not horny or whatever like that, but a honeymoon is primarily about having sex is uh -huh. my belief, you know? Sure. Uh, what's that resort called? The horny one. I don't know. Atlantis. And then there's another one. I'll look it up. Uh, uh, it's sexy just privately horny. It's resort. not like a swingers estate or anything? I don't think it's a swingers estate. Yeah. Hedonism. Hedonism? Uh, yes, it's hedonism. Did somebody in chat figure it out? Hedonism? Some, what about sandals? I don't know, man. Hedonism is that is the party. Yeah, hedonism. That's the place. That's the place, dude. Is it a whole island? Uh, I don't know. It's in Jamaica. It's called Hedonism Two. So here it is. Oh, expect to see naked people. Okay. Oh, all right. You want to go to? I didn't know you were a hedonism guy. No, no, I'm wearing to wear clothes. What? You gotta jump in. No, I'll never be naked. Then why do you want to go? Hedonism. Sexy. You're gonna look at other people. It's like a sexy vacation. It's just like look at us go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at these two motherfuckers. You yeah, know? they never thought that we'd be here. 
Yeah. Isn't all sexy. <laughs> Just looking at it. <laughs> sexified. It says all the rules about touching and being publicly provocative rub you the wrong way. Hedonism too will rub you the right way. Just imagine you now just being like, hey, I'm feeling real uh, sexy right now. How about you? <laughs> oh my God. This is this place. I, it's, I, it's, it's probably a blast. I would love to go. It's clothing I would, I would optional. Never tell you. I would just say I went to like Indiana. You wouldn't tell anybody? No, I wouldn't tell anybody. Oh man, I'd be like, you I can just... let go, man. You gotta. I want to be able to do stuff that I don't want to tell people. Went to know? a honeymoon. I went to my honeymoon. We went to hedonism, and then if somebody said, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" and it's like, "Isn't that what you're supposed to do on?" A... That's all I would say. I would just be like, "What are you supposed to do on a honeymoon? You d- fucking, you know, carry across the threshold. We'll go to hedonism. We'll fucking learn Kama Sutra. You know <laughs> what I mean? They have Kama Sutra courses there. Okay, so." <laughs> Sounds great. So so weird. I would be so so the worst person yeah. to go to hedonism in the whole you. entire world. I know. Everywhere you go would just be like inappropriate <laughs> sex stuff, and you'd just be like a quivering puddle. Which is the, like I just need to get I need to get away from the hedonism. <laughs> yeah, sex nerds. It, it just would be a whole place full of sex nerds, and I I just can't be there you know yeah i would probably actually go to a place with a water slide that's like actually <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking honeymoon i'm looking at yeah a naked one <laughs> no oh so atlantis but uh, yeah I'll, sandals you know i'll, I'll I say atlantis i'll throw hedonism at my see, see what, what she says see what katie says just you run know? a buyer maybe we just have her come in sunday night and i'll ask her okay you know it's like hey it. uh Honey, I, I love you. I get down on my knee, get down on one knee and say, I want to take you to a pervert resort. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to renew our vows. <laughs> I'm renew our hedonism. Vows and go to a fucking pervert place. And yes, uh, we will invite all of our friends to go. You know, we're going to get y'all there. You and Erica come. We'll all go to hedonism. Get hedonistic. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, uh, this is great. I mean, I think, I think this therapy is working. You're finding yourself. Yeah, I am. I'm fine. I want to go fucking. You know, Tahitian. I don't know what they do there, dude. Get your asshole tickled with a feather. <laughs> do they do that? They got a gaming lounge. That's what I would want. But they also, this is what they have that I would do, though. They have shuffleboard courts. <laughs> okay. <Is that> naked <laughs> or? Tennis court. I mean, you can be, it's clothing optional. So okay. most people are wearing clothes there. There's really? No, I think, I think so. everybody's feeling the vibe. It's kind of like masks. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You see my bountiful bosom. Couples, single. Let me see them balls. (laughs) Couples. Oh, this is a nightmare. This is my absolute nightmare. Couples, single women, and invited single men will find a lot of fun in the romping shop playroom (laughs) with its L-shaped bed, swings, glass shower, and suspension cuffs that descend from the ceiling. Yeah, I'm not going to king shame that at all. (laughs) Well, I would be. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go play shuffleboard. Me and the wife are gonna go play shuffle, but just get just go to hedonism. Like, come on, let's go to the romp room. Let's play around. And you're like, oh, we wanted to get a game of shuffleboard in before we started all the ejaculations. Uh, we just wanted to you're just avoiding the sex stuff yeah. the whole time. We're just acting like, oh, last night was crazy. Like, just I was flipping my mind. You know, we played lighted tennis. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, the, 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 the all the all the activities cleared out once the night came around. <laughs> there was there was no lines. You know, when you go to a regular resort at night, people are playing shuffleboard, people are playing tennis, they're taking up the water slide, they're doing all that stuff. Here at Hedonism, the night belongs to you if yeah. you're looking for recreational activities. Yes. <laughs> uh, dear Abby, my 32 year old son, Jerry wanted to propose to his girlfriend, but didn't have money for a ring. My husband offered him my original engagement ring, assuming for some reason, or maybe just not thinking that my old ring didn't hold sentimental value to me. Although I wore that one third carat diamond every day for 32 years before getting a newer, larger one. Oh snap! Yeah, that, you see where we're going. Like, you see, you are bad. Oh, get out of here! Wait, let's see where this goes. He, He's he, giving he, it he to his son, right, man? But that's not your shit. That doesn't belong <laughs> to you. That ring doesn't has never been in your possession. I mean, he probably feels like he paid. For it. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's true. <laughs> you know, even if you put all your money in together, half of that ring's mine. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I you think you give it up, man. Yeah. Okay. After the ring was offered, I felt forced to let him have it. I knew it wouldn't fit his girlfriend, and I also didn't think she would settle for such a small diamond, but I figured he would have the diamond put into a setting that fit her. Wow. Uh, there, there's already issues. There's so many issues. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> My my son's gonna get married, but I'm mostly mad at my dumbass husband. I know, I know. Now that I think about marriage, I think of how much I hate my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I think the line "I felt forced to let him have it" yeah is incredible. Where right. it's just like, well, I guess I can't take it back. Yeah, but but like you're just fucking sitting there. She she when when he came over to pick up that ring, and then every time. He comes over with his fiance. She's going to be grinding her fucking teeth yeah. the whole time. It's just going to make her fucking crazy. <laughs> and he just walked in. It was just sit sitting in a drawer for 30 years or whatever, however long. And she wa he walks in and just grabs it. And is like, hey, here, here, you can give that to her. That's husband, dude. That's a husband move, though. Yeah. Because I'm the same way. I'll go in there and I'll be like, fucking you haven't used it in forever. You know? Right. I mean, you, you obviously don't care about this. You know, big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I've given Gwen jewelry stuff from my wife that just was like, she don't use it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, okay. So after the ring was, oh, so she forced to let him have it. Uh, and I think it's funny that she said, uh, I knew it wouldn't fit his girlfriend. And I also didn't think she would settle for such a small diamond. Like, what does that say about what the mom thinks about the girlfriend? You know, <laughs> He's mad about everything, but I figured he would have the diamond. Okay. So, uh, uh, so I got over my feeling of loss knowing he would use the ring. Well, he didn't. He gave her my ring and then they went out and charged a nice size engagement ring that she selected. My original ring now hangs on a chain in her jewelry box. <laughs> <laughs> the rules. Should I ask for my ring back? Uh, signed means a lot in Texas. <laughs> what is your uh, move oh here? God. What is your move here? If your means a lot. in Because I think I think the way this works is if we answer the question and then uh, 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 we read what dear Abby has to say to means a lot in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the original dear Abby's name is Abigail Van Buren. 
but this Dear Abby's real, it says Dear Abby is written by Abigail Van Buren, also known as Jean Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> so she just took Abby. the name. <laughs> okay. So here's what I did. Here's the thing. You can never ask for that ring back ever. You just can't ever do it. Yeah. Um, here's, I, I guess I, I'm, there's like a few different systems of thoughts at play here. Um, I think personally attachment to items like this will always cause you problems. Yeah. If, if there's a little, if there's a thing in the world and it can change ownership and all of a sudden you lose your fucking mind, that's not good. Yeah. You know, like this is something not to care about. Now, if we're playing old school rules, yeah, like you got disrespected because I know. But I think that the, I think this woman ultimately is too judgy and very miserable and hates her fucking life and is inflicting it on everyone around also hates her. Hates her son. Yeah. <laughs> and his girlfriend and yeah. her husband. <laughs> yeah, the whole situation she feels stuck and this little cruddy diamond has become like the indication of everything that's wrong with her life. You know, I I didn't think of it in those terms, but yeah, I I mean I think it's just I, I people have ties to things and people that don't have ties to objects we will never understand those people right we will never but i think there's also there's a rich interior life and there's a rich dedication or satisfaction with your well-being that i have a, a security that comes without the reliance on other people i can do things that i enjoy for myself and i don't have to have other people tell me that it's right or good or it's any of that stuff. Um, but like this, this person now has nothing. I feel like there's just nothing like if, if to be so caught up on this just means that they aren't doing bird watching or taking walks or doing like, this is some, something that has become so important. Um, when it really like, it, it just, it was a big festering wound, I guess that was sitting there forever, you know? Right. I mean, as I said before, I things don't mean shit to me. You know, it's like easy come, easy go with yeah. stuff. I do not have a box of keepsakes. I do have a box of stuff I wrote, you know, yeah. back in the day when I was younger and, and maybe some, there are like keepsakes, but they're worthless. They're generally, it's like letters from friends and shit like that from when I was yeah. in school. And things I wrote, like in a basic diary that I used to write back then. But uh, as far as like, I nothing is important to me. No, no, none of the things in my, I'm not tied to any material things yeah. in any way. I could fucking throw everything in my apartment away and not even, I wouldn't even feel anything. Yeah. You know? And like, you're right. Worrying about this ring has to be fucking something else you know this has to be some other deep-seated fucking this is an angry person yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's what this is this is a very angry person I, and also uh sent in a sentimental way and like is i mean i'm picturing the house this person lives in and it's a it, if i had to picture it this person lives in a mcmansion tchotchke house yeah and drives a fucking you know, a really nice car and is 
awful to work with and is you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's mean to well, her co-workers well, and and that's what i was getting at too is that tra- it's conservatism it's traditional it's like you know uh well you know a, a, a ring is an is a symbol that a man has gained enough money to own a woman you know <laughs> and here you are we're giving you this i didn't even get bought with a good diamond your father got me for a fucking uh, a little sliver of an ice cube and now my loser ass son doesn't have any money to buy one. So we're giving away this, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's an appeal to a, a, like a, an old world that doesn't exist. It's like when our parents think that we should respect our elders and it's like, but our elders lied to us constantly and didn't set us up for what the, the, the world that we're in. So yeah. I don't fucking believe that traditional stuff. I don't give a fuck about this stupid special ring uh, we have a relationship that is way deeper than, you know, a fucking ring. That's how I feel, too. I mean, do, you don't have you got a tattoo, right? Yeah, I got a tattoo. That's yeah. the easiest way to do did it. Did she did you get her a ring? Uh, No, she said she wanted one, but she doesn't really like to wear jewelry. That's what Katie is like. Uh, Before we got married, she had said, I don't you. I'm not going to marry you unless you get me a ring. Right. right? But I think I've told the story on a show. She proposed to me twice in like really non-romantic, non-hedonism ways. Uh-huh. If we didn't get married in a hedonism way, I didn't lay rose petals or anything. She said uh, the first time she proposed to me, uh, we were hanging out at a bar called the Thirsty Turtle. And uh, I don't remember why, but she got super drunk and started saying, we should just fucking do it, you know? Let's get married, man. You know, uh, I had a job even. And she was like trying to help me get insurance. And then what happened was like I quit the job and uh, I was like, well, my insurance cuts off in like 90 days. And she was like, fuck it. Let's just get married then. And that's yeah. that's why we ended up doing it. That's I think that's part of the reason why I want to do the honeymoon thing, because like we were talking about this last night. Because my daughter's going to be a senior in two years. Right. And in your senior year, you have to buy a cap and gown. You have to buy senior pictures. You have to buy a prom dress. And me and Katie, first of all, I, none of the three, uh-huh. I didn't go to the prom. I didn't get senior pictures and I didn't graduate. So I didn't get a cap and gown. Right. And I didn't get to walk until college. Uh, uh, my wife got bought her own senior pictures, which that was a whole conversation that went on after that. Cause I felt that was a weird purchase, but I just, I don't know why she did it. She said my parents sure as hell weren't going to pay for them. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Why do you need them? You know, I remember telling people like, well, you can fucking, I can have anybody take a picture of me standing next to a tree. You know, you want to, you want, you have to get like a big cutout number of the year that you graduate, right? Really? Yeah. Or put your, like you would have put your, like you would have had a skateboard in your hand with your foot on top of a soccer ball. (laughs) Yeah. Sort of thing. Did you get senior pictures? Hell no. Yeah. Stupid. That was not my. Did you go to prom? Yes, hell yeah. Wow. Had to. Had to. Wow. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't go. I hated it. I hated the idea of it. I did hang out with a cool person all night and almost get arrested and go we went to all the parties. Me and my friend Sarah went to all the parties. Yeah. And uh drank in the car as we drove around. That's fun. Uh okay, here's what Abby said. 
Because your first engagement ring is not being used as intended and was only a placeholder until your son's fiance got what she really wanted, I see no reason why you shouldn't ask. I also see no right reason why she shouldn't graciously comply. Whoa. I think that well, that is a bad answer because I, I honestly, if I'm giving, if, if this person comes to me for advice, I say you never, it's, <laughs> it's socially wrong to get ask for the ring back and to get the ring i feel I like that's it's t it's just uncool and it's like it's not going to result in anything good yeah. nothing good's going to come from you're it. right i mean it's going to create a fucked up weird scenario or weird feelings but i also think that this is also if you hate everybody in your life and it's only because you're not going to say, hey, can I get that ring back? It's like, that is on you. Like, why don't you just see what they would say? If you're like, I want that. That was important to me. Yeah. The confrontation, I think, seems like maybe she is a lot like me is con averse to confrontation yeah. and doesn't want to fucking deal with doesn't want to deal with like the negative outcomes. But the truth is, like, there's not any good outcomes to this. There's yeah. zero good outcomes to this, because if she gets that ring back. The girlfriend and the son are going to be like, you know, ugh, she asked for the fucking ring back. I don't know, though. Shit. I mean, I probably the I'm sure the daughter hates it. I mean, I'm sure I would not. I'm sure my wife would be so pissed to have to wear like my mom's old wedding ring on a necklace. But like, it, that's why she put it there. It's like you don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, but isn't that like a classic thing for it like is. classic people? Yes. It's like you you hand down and you're like, now you take this ring yeah, yeah. and get married and yell at each other yeah. for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hand down the curse to the, yeah. next, the next person. Yeah, I just you don't. You two are bound together now and must fucking figure it out. I think the most important thing about this is the, the material stuff. I mean, that kind of stuff is just, just get the fuck over. It. Yeah. Get over all of it. All of it. None of it means shit. They're going to throw it in a dumpster when you die. Yeah. That's what I always tell like collectors and stuff like that is like if they're stressing about their because there's a lot of people who collect and they fucking just stress about the collections and, yeah. and spend a bunch of money that they don't have and shit like that. It's like they're going to throw this shit in the dumpster when you die. Yeah. Like this doesn't mean anything. Some hillbilly's going to come to an estate sale and buy it all for $10. Yep. Yep. Your matchbox cars. Yeah. Yeah. Your all matchbox cars. <laughs> yeah. Your matchbox car collection is going to get thrown the fuck away. Your Funko pops are going to be, you know, in the ocean somewhere floating around ultimately. Yeah. Because people don't care about your shit. You know, right. I, I think it would take a special, weird kind of fucking per I, I had a buddy growing up who had Lou Alcinder's rookie card, who is that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and his dad left it to him and his dad died when he was very young and uh, he held on to that thing forever. And uh, I was always like really impressed with it as a kid. But uh, as an adult, I would have fucking sold the thing. I would have already sold that thing. It's yeah. just not something. I don't know. I'm that's just how I am, dude. I just don't, I don't get sent. I get sentimental attachment attachments to people like, uh, I, yeah. But think about dead dad is like, you just, you don't even have to, he's not, he doesn't, he never became a bad dad. So you just true. get to think about how true. great a dad he would have been and all the shit you're missing out on. But this dude had a really great stepdad. 
but he might have been a dick. You know sure. what I mean? Like, we don't know. Everybody thought my dad was nice, and it's like, uh, <laughs> right, not very nice. That's the fucking show. Dear Ab, you can get away with that shit? I've thought about it way more than that fucking response. Well, she said if somebody complains about it, they're being an asshole, too. You know what I mean? Because she basically said, I don't see any reason why she should so, give any fight for let's getting get in it back. the chat here. The chat had some, had some good stuff in here. Um, but somebody said, first of all, the husband probably should be the one to ask for it back. Like, no. hey, uh, son, uh, I gave you that without asking, you know, your mother about it. Um, Here's something, though. The husband doesn't give a shit about the ring. Nobody does. <laughs> it's a, like when people look at it, they're like, this is a gold circle. It's, <laughs> it's a very outdated ring that no one would care for, that no one would wear unless you said it, it represented, a, unless it was the one person that it represented their marriage, you know? I mean, I guess like mor morally, I don't know, man. That's like asking the husband to like fuck with his relationship with his son and stuff like that. And he doesn't. The well, husband he obviously with, the with his wife. That's though. true. He obviously didn't care that much about the ring, though. Or his if I'm the husband, he, he didn't care about his wife's feelings about the ring. That's either. maybe true, but I'm sure he was more like I'm. I'm like going. Said, I'm not touching anything in my wife's drawer and being like, oh, she doesn't give a shit about this anyway. <laughs> Put it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> That's true. I guess you know. I it's I guess I always decision. think of things from husbandville. Yeah. You know, I'm but from husbandville, and it is a big decision because it is your screwed up son, right? They can't even get a proper ring together. He did end up getting a he ring, did, though. Right? He actually did. That's the he beat that's, the deadbeat dad that had, with the little tiny ring. That's the hitch there, right? Is like uh uh, I guess since he got another ring, but. That fucking ring becomes sentimental to the new yeah. fiat. That is not. I mean, not that's also another. Th like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I would be honored that they wanted it. Uh, yep. Even like you said, the the card is like, oh, this rookie card's worth five hundred dollars. Why don't you just get five hundred dollars? It's like, yeah. well, no, because it means a lot to me. It means more than money to me. Yes. Yes. Um. But somebody in the ch somebody in the chat pointed out here. Uh, maybe the the daughter in law might not even know what's going on. Like she, yeah. she, for all she knows is her fucking boyfriend said, my parents gave me this ring with their blessing to give to you to get married. Exactly. Well, and the mom, the way the mom frames the girlfriend, right? Makes it seem like that relationship isn't all that good yeah. either. Like she just says like some nasty little things that, that, that they're such indications because it's, I, it's Texas too, man. This is some Karen ass shit, man. Yeah, I because I I just it's one of those things where like I I'm I hung out with a lot of like very normal people before I did this for a living. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And like uh uh these people that were trying to do all the shit. And I can look at what that wife what what the woman wrote and see that she is clearly not super thrilled. Because she says stuff like, I didn't think she would want the small ring anyway. Yeah. I thought she would say, no, of course not. Yeah. That's and a horrible ring to get an engagement ring. Yeah. And that's just something that like, it's these little things that like our parents say, my dad is like this. They just say these little things that are fucking devastating. And yeah. they're just like things that are like just tossed off aside. Yeah. And I assume, I mean, really, in my opinion, there, she is probably, that's what it feels like. Yeah. To me, this, this, I'm sure this is about everything. It's probably about like, 
you know, we had a family, we had a family uh, taco dip and, you know, you can't be bothered to do that anymore. You know, no one, no one cares about me. You know, I just imagine everything is a fucking battle Yeah, where it's like used against how no one cares about her. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. That, but it reads. I also think she got violated. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think I her husband's a dipshit. I'll yeah. say that, but she married a dumbass, and she's not willing to just love him for being a stupid ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like my wife loves me cause I'm a dumbass. Sure. You know, it's like whatever dumb thing I do, she might get mad at me, but she's ultimately like, well, you know, yeah, you know what you're up for. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah. This just reads like somebody that is so much regret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, there's all those, there were those little asides in there that were really telling to me because I have been in these sorts of conversations with both women and men. When you're, when you're really talking like my mother-in-law's like that, you know what I mean? Everything is said in a nice way, right? It's just, this whole thing's happening and nice. But then it's like, I don't know why this person won't talk to me. You know, it's not like they're fucking all that great. You know what I mean? But it's like said in a way that doesn't feel like demeaning. Yeah. It just feels like they're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, their life is horrible and falling apart. They have, they're totally misguided and have no, no direction at all. It's real taco dip type people though you know like uh taco salad type people you know and and the casserole real casserole types yeah are into that any more in the chat no no it's uh, just guilt trips and you know yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's her that's her the thing she's masterful at i I, I, i'm my uh grandmother-in-law i guess they call him she believed in this thing called uh eat right for your blood type yep and uh she would use guilt to get people to listen to her talk about this fucking diet man and it was just like she'd give you she had a blog she'd give you a card she would give you fucking hell when you ate something that wasn't for your blood type so she would like just be like what are you uh oh i'm not supposed to have steak and you'd be like (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't know man i don't think and then i you know i ended up like looking it up and finding out it's kind of scientifically it's basically like if you watch what you eat you'll you'll feel better sure you know what i mean and it just is a way to like people generally do better on that diet because they're like not eating right stuff that's not on a diet so uh but it was crazy it would just be like you would you would be sitting there talking and and she would be like, oh, well, I guess nobody cares about this diet, you know? <laughs> Just say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. And then you would have to sit there and be no, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I love the diet. We love it. <laughs> what should I eat again? What's not, not, not cruciferous vegetables, right? Yeah, yeah. So I can eat all the potatoes I want. Thank yeah. you. No broccoli. Hey, yeah. you're an A. You can't have fucking broccoli. Do not. Okay? Do not. Michael, I told you. <laughs> You not eat broccoli. You're an A negative. Oh, you say you're an A negative. You're allowed to have the stalks of the broccoli, but not the top of the broccoli. Yeah. And also, uh, stay away from carrots. Yep. And as much <laughs> popcorn as you wish. Go, yeah. go to town on popcorn. <laughs> hey, you know, if you're an A, you can have pizza. Yeah. This is just like the, it's but one food. No nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> that it's there's just no scientific basis for no, it no. at all. It's incredible though. I love I love that. Oh well, guess everybody hates me. 
Everybody thinks I'm oh, stupid and doesn't respect my opinion. Yeah, that's what she would. She would like when we would all be sitting there and eating on a Sunday or whatever. When she was there, she'd be like, uh, oh, "All of you would feel better if you had listened to me about the eat right for your blood type diet." <laughs> You're like, oh my fucking god, what am I doing wrong, please? <laughs> Here, I got a simple book for you to read. It's like I'm not reading that book. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it it's that is the energy I get from this dear. Yeah, Abby I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to gang up on the lady, but there's just so, so much of it seems like a person that's. It's like, why don't you just share how you feel? Why don't you just let everyone know how you feel? You've waited. You've waited 32 years, I guess. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the husband shares a lot of blame, and the husband is a total dipshit. Uh. But ultimately, like, if you start to look at motivations of people when they're doing things, it's like he was ultimately trying to do something very kind. Yeah. And like, uh, that's something that, you know, I I always look at people's motivations. Yeah. And then decide if I'm going to fucking go through the roof about it. You yeah, know? that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, and it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. Also, I think that like you could also I could just imagine you saying, hey, uh. It, like if you have a if you have a working relationship with somebody you can say hey that was uh given to you an error and i want it back yeah i mean if i was the husband i probably would have been like hey dude uh but the husband's probably afraid to oh, also yeah. confront oh, yeah. you yeah. know what i oh, mean yeah. he's probably just as like confrontational without getting in confrontations as as anybody yeah you yeah. know he probably sits in a garage all day and drinks beer and listens to van halen and fucking just like is just waiting until like CSI Miami's on, you yeah. know, or uh, uh, yeah, NCIS or something. You know, he probably has a Trump flag where he's holding that big machine gun like Rambo. Smart. All right. That's the show. That's Street Fight Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, support us. Uh, support local art and one of our buddies, Wavy, by pre-ordering a shirt. Other than that, we have some bonus content coming to Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio. You can sign up for a uh, monthly subscription there. For a dollar a month, you'll get some audio audio stuff, including the first volume of Shocktober. Um, for $3, you'll get access to all of our digital zines. $5, you get to watch the videos and also access to the premium audio stuff like Shocktober Volume 2, which is coming at the end of this month. It's so close. Um, we also have zines and other amazing things uh, over there. So check it out. We're Street Fight Radio, and we'll see you on Sunday. We're taking calls 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Peace.
Cause you want but you can have it. Cause you know but you don't wanna. Cause you want but you can have it. Cause you know but you don't wanna. Cause you want but you can have it. 